The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, Ralph Marlboro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This one is free, courtesy of Bet Online and Kansas City Steak Company. Andrew, people should find us on the YouTubes. We have an awesome YouTube channel, courtesy of Thomas in Poland. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us five stars or don't give us any stars at all. Today, we are going to talk about the Saints and how they will we'll win the Super Bowl in 2021. This is the third of a three-part series, by the way. If you are a patron, Andrew, which everybody who's not a patron that's listening to the show should become a patron, and they can listen to part one and two, where we break down how the defense and the special teams can become a Super Bowl-worthy winning uh, side. So we saved the offense for last. Look, uh, before we get into this, I I just have to say real quick, uh, I have to vent about this somewhere. Um, And I know we're going to be positive here on this podcast, so I got to get my negativity out. You know, I got to shake it out before I'm ready to talk about positive stuff. But my kid just had his birthday party over the weekend, and he had 12 buddies come over. And I swear to God, this kid is like, I don't know whether to leave a a, a bag of flaming dog shit on his doorstep or what, but I, I swear that he's trying to get in my head, that this is like an intentional uh, move. He left his Carolina Panthers football gloves, Ralph, in my house. Now, the <laughs> fact that my son would allow him to enter my house with said gloves is already bad enough. So poor job by my son of not regulating. How many there. times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? That's what he's doing to you. But not only that, but he left the gloves, and I just feel like it's intentional, and it, it's it's. Uh, I just feel like there. It's not just like accidental. Dude. You should hand him a bag of poop that says Sam Darnold on and it. He, and that's he's not. He's do. not. And he's not even one of those kids that's like from Charlotte or, or like he just likes Christian McCaffrey. Like he he's Damn. always wearing a Bobby Wagner jersey because he likes the Seahawks. So it's a, he's not even a Panthers fan. He just has Panthers gloves. Because he likes Christian McCaffrey. I think. And then he I, leaves them at my house. 
Well, I think here's the thing. That's egregious. Is there is a a group of growing NFL fans that do what NBA fans have done for the longest time, where NBA fans, they don't even root for, like, a team. They're just like, I'm a LeBron guy, and wherever LeBron goes, that's where I go. Like, there's people on Twitter, like, they were LeBron when he was with the Cavs. He went to the Heat. He's a Laker. Like, they're like, I'm a LeBron guy. More and more kids, I think, are doing that in the NFL, and they're like, I'm just a, I'm a McCaffrey guy. I'm a this. I'm a that. You know, I'm an Aaron Rodgers, and it's weird because we're old and we're like, I'm a Saints fan. I don't give a shit about your other teams. Don't bring that nonsense. Pick a team. Stick with a team. We sound well, so old, yeah, Andrew. Well, I know. I mean, we are going off the rails, but like, it's especially true of a town like where I live in Charlottesville, where like the closest team is Washington football team, and a lot of. I mean, there's some kids that are into them, but a lot of kids just like they like Patrick Mahomes, so they're Chiefs fans, or they like Russell Wilson because he's from Richmond, an hour away, so they're Seahawks fans. So like, it, it's definitely player centric in a town like mine. I think we're you know, when you're in New Orleans and it's just embedded in the fabric of the it culture and the community. All these kids. You know, it's, 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 it's much more like, but yeah, like it, you go to the birthday party that my son just had and there's 12 kids. Like they're each fans of a different team and it's because of one specific player. Except for my brainwashed son, of course. Well, you did a Tyrant great, son. you've done a great job of brainwashing your son. I feel like my wife... Um, my life has done a much better job of brainwashing our son to love the Astros than to love the Saints. But that's a discussion for another discussion for another day. Well, let me just give you this piece of advice real quick. Yeah. I I feel like my kids understood. I, I, I believe that kids are easier taught to hate than they are to love. Oh, that's good. And and so I, I came at it from the angle of like, you see this, we don't like this. And it was the Falcons logo. It's just like, we, oh, we, yeah. we don't like this. We don't allow it in our house. It's gross. And so, <laughs> it, you know, w- once they kind of understood that, like, you know, I, I mean, the, the, my kids were, like, barely talking. They're, like, a year and a half, 18 months old. They're going, oh, we, don't like the, we don't like the Falcons, you know. And so, like, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, they, by proxy, they're like, oh, yeah, I like the Saints. I hate the Falcons. I must like yeah. the Saints, you know. You so hate. maybe you should try it from that angle. I, I need to try it from that angle, maybe. But you know what would help me a lot is if the Saints would win the Super Bowl in 2021. That would get my son totally locked into the Saints bandwagon. That's what yeah. I need. Win- winning definitely breeds fans, yes. That's right. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof it to us. You can make fun of me, pronounce, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Sports. 
culture takes take line has it all take line is a weekly podcast hosted by emmy winner jason concepcion and former wnba champ renee montgomery that's a fast-paced exploration of the nba and the world of sports and culture each week jason and renee talk about the games players controversies and issues that run both on and off the court follow nail to hear take line every tuesday wherever you get your podcasts we're trying to be positive so because that's a, it's that's May. A great segue, Ralph, to get us back on the rails. That's right. It's a, but I want to be positive. I it's May, and May is a time to. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Dream and get excited about draft picks and the offseason and believe in the Saints. And listen, they're four, they've won 49 games the last four years, so I don't think it's that sh- much of a leap to think that they can go to the Super Bowl. And the normal thing is we're to get to the Super Bowl, we're assuming the Saints are going to have good health. That just we're not going to get into if this guy gets hurt and that because if you go if the Saints go to the Super Bowl and win it in 2021, they're going to have good health or reasonably good health, right? So, we talked about the offense, I mean the defense and we talked about the special teams. But the the offense, Andrew, to me is so interesting because the more I think about it, we we focus on what does Jameis need to do? He needs to be less Jameis-y. And, and I'm guilty of it just as much as anyone. But I feel like if the Saints can add a couple of weapons and the offensive line can be good, they can, like, the better the offense is around him, the less Jameis-y he's going to probably be. Does that make sense? Like, build him in a support system to where he doesn't go back to his old habits of being Jameis-y. That'll help the Saints. And my thing is, as we do this podcast, trying to figure out how the Saints offense does that and become or just remains a top five unit. They averaged 30 points a year, 30 points a game last year with Drew Brees having his arm fall off. I I am least worried about the offense and most excited about the offense uh really truly you know even with breeze gone because i feel like with breeze gone and it really it doesn't matter whether it's Taysom or Jameis. like the route tree has just been expanded the number of throws that the guy pulling the trigger can make has increased and 
you you can take more risk now, more shots. I just feel like the offense opened up and got more uh, dynamic just with Breeze being gone. Now, you know, there might be more turnovers too. So, you know, you got to take the bad with the good. But here's the thing, Ralph. Look at all the wins that we've had the last couple of years. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara both have had like Hall of Fame level seasons, you know, individual seasons, right? And I'm talking about Alvin Kamara this past year and Michael Thomas the year before. But the Saints have had to lean on those two guys because the other one has either been out or not 100% in each of those seasons. So now picture a world like they got to have them both. I think for Jameis or Taysom, whoever's a quarterback, for, for the Saints to be successful, and let's say it's Jason, let's say it's Jameis, I think they've got to have both. But if they do, man, you're talking about Kamara at 100%. Michael, like we, talk about on, we talked about on the other show, on the other segment, like talking about having your horses. And I just think the offensive line, man, like if they don't have injuries, this offensive line – can be elite, not just good, elite. And then you're talking about Michael Thomas and, and Alvin Kamara just kind of carrying the load. They can be elite together at the same – imagine if they're both healthy and you have them at the same time. And so then you sprinkle in De- – I'm excited about Deontay Harris. Look what he did in that playoff game against the Bears. Like You're super excited about him and what he can do in the offense when he actually has a quarterback that can throw it deep. Adam Cal Troutman. Way. Yeah, Adam Troutman. We'll get to Troutman in a is, second. He's super exciting. So I, I just – Taysom Hill is still like a, a weapon and a gadget guy. So I just feel like there's all this stuff you can sprinkle in that's going to be really fun. But at its core, freaking Kamara, freaking Michael Thomas, and this offensive line, I know the offense has been a little stale. They've been limited by Drew Brees' arm a little bit. They've had some injuries, uh, lack of consistency. The offensive line's been beat up a lot. But, like, if it all comes together, this offense can be spectacular. And here's the thing. I think I think a lot of national media and even Saints fans are – they don't – it's not that they're forgetting, but I don't think they realize Michael Thomas scored no regular season touchdowns last year. If I had told you in August Michael Thomas is not going to score a touchdown, Drew Brees is going to miss a month, Seven we'd be nine. like – Seven oh, we'll be like, oh shit! We hit the floor. Yep. We we we're, we're whatever the floor is for this team, whether it's eight, nine wins, like it is going to be a grind to get to the playoffs. Maybe they can all be healthy. Clearly, Michael Thomas probably not. Like we'd have been not in full on does panic doom mode, but like very very concerned. They had that happen. They still averaged 30. Like, I believe when you put Michael Thomas, and he doesn't have to be 2019 Michael Thomas. He can just be 2016, 2017, 2018 Michael Thomas, right? You give him that. You give Kamara somewhere between last year and the injury year in 2019, right? You you can have something special. And I'm telling you, like, the Troutman... I think you look at what Sean Payton has been able to do with tight ends. He got uh, Billy Miller caught 55 passes. Uh, Mr. Jessica Simpson caught 50-something balls. Jeremy Shockey, Graham. Like, he can scheme up tight ends without talent. And I'm not saying Troutman's Jimmy Graham. 
I'm just saying by the middle of the year, he's going to be healthy. He's going to be awesome. And the Saints are going to be laughing at people and all the draft nerds about trading up is bad. He is going to be their trade-up jewel because, remember, they gave up four picks to get him, Andrew. And if he is the next Travis Kelsey, the Saints' trade-up addiction will reach levels to which your mind can't even fathom what they might do the next time they really like a player. Uh, and you know what? Like, if they get proven right enough times, then I'm kind of all in. Yeah, I'm like, kind of all care. in on the Raz. Like, yeah, just keep trading up. You know, look, if if you know what you're doing and you're getting the right guy, like, who am I to second guess or judge? You know, so uh, I'm on board. But I, again, I, I just think this offense is better than we maybe give it credit for. I, I I think this offense has grossly underachieved the last two years, and. I, I think we probably all agree with that on some level, but it's been remarkable when you when you talk about Drew Brees missing eight games, right? Or was it nine games in two years? So the, 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 you talk about Alvin Kamara playing, missing a couple games, and then playing on a tour ACL or, or sorry MCL, and then you talk about Michael Thomas basically breaking his ankle, playing all year on a broken ankle, and an offensive line where you've missed Andres Pete has broken each hand multiple times. It felt like, uh, you know, McCoy had an arm injury. Armstead, you know, has, has missed time with COVID and, and various injuries. I just think they've been a little bit unlucky and now look, maybe the bad luck continues. Um, but I just think if they can have some stability with health on paper, this offense I think without Drew Brees, they can do better than the last two years because the last two years they've underachieved. I mean, give me one of those years like 2009 for the Saints where I know um, Jamal Brown got injured before the season started, but they started all five guys the entire year. Like, you know, 2011, I think they did it. To, um, uh, no, 2011, they didn't do it. I take that back. But like, I, I they have a year. I, I would look at it like this, Ralph. Like, the, the potential – for, with Drew Brees, like, and we saw this a little bit in 2018, you know, when Kamara and Thomas were both healthy the whole year. But the the ceiling out of 100, let's say the ceiling with Brees at quarterback was like 97, and it just never really happened the last two years. But that's what it that's what it could be. I feel like the ceiling with this offense is just a tick lower. Maybe it's like 93 out of 100. That's the ceiling. But like. I just feel like the last two years, this offense has been operating somewhere in the 70s, high 70s, 78, you know, out of 100. Like, I, that's the grade I would give them. And so, you know, if the potential for this offense with Jameis at quarterback is 93, let's say they hit 85, that's going to be better than what we've had the last two years. You work hard and play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. For classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American Style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts and more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash 
frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are all in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You know that Sean Payton is. He. He did it. You saw it a lot with the four games. I'm like, he knows how to scheme dudes open. He just does. Like he, he, he is a he's he's a great, incredible play guy. Maybe the best, but maybe him or Andy Reid or whoever. And I just think if you have Thomas and you have Kamara and you have Troutman and you have Callaway, like that's plenty enough with their offensive line. And the thing is, the Saints are gonna. They're, yes, they're gonna play Tampa twice. But they're also going to play Atlanta, who's got a dog shit defense. Carolina, who's still rebuilding. Like, when the Saints play these bad defenses, if they're all healthy and when they are all healthy, they're going to wreck people. I really – I want to talk to the, the, the guy on uh, – the route god who has been training with Jameis and different guys because they – you know, I always hear this, oh, this guy works hard. He's working incredibly hard. He's going to be amazing. And, like, every NFL player works hard, right? I want to know, like, what specifically Jameis is doing. But, Andrew, I'm going to predict right now. I'm going to go on record. After a month, and they do, like, the first month MVP of the league – Jameis is going to be on that list. Like, he's going to... I think Jameis is going to kill it out of the gate because I think all these things that you're talking about, like Sean Payton offense, kind of limited with Breeze. Like, I think Sean Payton is going to bring all that stuff out and and we're not going to see it in the preseason games, the first three games. They're, they're probably trying to do all their quarterback competition stuff, maybe in practice or whatever. I think they're going to unleash on the NFL that first month, and everybody's going to be like, oh, my God. How did the Saints get to go from Breeze to getting Jameis off the scrap heap? And they're still scoring 35. I hate them. Like, I I just think they're going to be amazing on offense. Here's the last thing I'm just going to bring up as a layer here offensively. So you've got Jameis and Taysom, and I, I, I just want to say, like, towards the end there with Breeze, it became clear that he really couldn't go vertical. At least not 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 consistently, and so when Taysom came in, it felt like okay, he's doing one of two things that Breeze can't do, which is either throw the ball deep or uh, or run the football. Right, those are two things that, that he brought to the table, which Breeze really couldn't do. But I do think safeties were vigilant in the sense that they knew like Taysom could be it could be a shot play. Right, that when he came in, I think it started to become clear that. Well, 
now, fast forward to now, and you've got Jameis and Taysom. And I do think regardless of who wins at quarterback the job, there's going to be some form of a rotation going on. Like, if you consider how much the Saints played Taysom when Drew was the quarterback, I can't imagine it's going to be less with Jameis. If anything, it's probably going to be more, right? I mean, would you agree with that? Okay, so based on that, Taysom, I think, is going to have more looks at the deep ball because I, I just think teams are going to be a little bit more like the only thing that Taysom gives you that Jameis doesn't is running ability. That's it. Jameis has the deep ball. His arm is better than Taysom. If you're going to throw the deep ball, you would rather have Jameis throwing it. So the dynamic is a little bit different than with Drew because when you're game planning, it's like, okay, well, if Taysom's coming in, He's coming in to run the ball. And I th- if I'm Sean Payton, I'm milking that for seven weeks. I mean, it's it, every time Taysom in, he doesn't throw a single time. Run, 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 run. Make it a tell. Make teams convinced that's what you're going to do. And then you get into the back half of the season in a critical game. And boom, Deontay Harris is wide open because the safeties are crowded <laughs> in the box. Yeah, that's and like right. that, that's a Sean Payton's always setting things up that way. And I just think he'll be able to set it up a little bit better this time around because teams aren't going to think Taysom's in the game and the Saints are desperate for a big play. And maybe he's throwing it deep here. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I'm going to tell you this. My prediction for Troutman He's going to be 2015 Ben Watson, 75 catches. Like, I think, I think he's, I think he's going to be dynamic. And you know this, this offensive line, like you mentioned before, all they need is is good health. But let me tell you something. You know, we kind of forget. Like Ruiz struggled last year, but he didn't struggle in a way like Bond, where Bond didn't even play. Right? Ruiz played, and. From everything I read from your grades, like it's it was just a matter of like that dude, he just had a rough rookie year and it wasn't anything physical or he couldn't do it. He just needs like the reps and maybe they put him at center or whatever. But if Ruiz becomes what they think and you move McCoy to guard, you have a wrecking ball offense. And I think the offensive line could be more physical and that leads to can Latavius Murray, can they get one more good year out of him where he gives them 650, 700, 750 yards on the ground? Um, I think it's I think it's possible. I think this I think this offense is going to be it there I'll be I'll be surprised Andrew if they fall significantly down. Now they may have t- more turnovers with Jameis and we may not like Jameis and he may be inconsistent, but I still think they're going to score a ton of points. I'll be very very surprised if they're not top 8 in points and yards and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Um it's going to be exciting though, man. Uh, again, I I just feel like this offense it uh it's going to be different, and I, I also think Sean Payton is going to have the advantage of, of things not being stale with a new quarterback. Like, things are, are going to be changing offensively. He can give you different looks. Um, you know, te- teams may be afraid of the Saints chucking the ball over, all over the yard, and they may they may be a running team. You know, they, it may be that Alvin Kamara is averaging six yards a carry because teams are so afraid of Jameis beating them deep. So, I, I just think this is going to allow Sean Payton to be way more creative. He's not limited. Like I think this offense became very much a 
don't turn it over, you know, three yards at, at a time. Don't take any risks, you know, march down the field in, in a very methodical way. And, and now like Sean Payton, I think gets to flex his creativity a little bit more with what he's got at quarterback. So I think we should all be excited because he proved for a long time early in Drew Brees' career with the Saints that, uh, you know, he could turn uh, one of the best offenses ever seen. Yeah, that's right. I hope this podcast got you people fired freaking up because it's May and that is the time to dream big. Get excited for the Saints. And if you're not a patron, become a patron of this podcast. We'll give you get you the booze bundle. You get access to the Discord channel where we're talking Saints all the time. And Andrew, if we get to 350 patrons by week one of the preseason you know what that means? My wife. We'll take a raspberry pie and stuff it in my face. So become a patron so I can get a pie to the face. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting this, the podcast. Remember, we'll see you tonight, Wednesday night, locker room chat, 9 o'clock-ish. So, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. See you tonight on Locker Room. <laughs>